Today, today, I'm thinking about baptism, even though we're not having one, because, <laughs> because on this special day, the baptism of our Lord. Often we do baptize someone or someones, usually babies. And a little later, we will say again the very words that we spoke or that others spoke on our behalf for us on the day of our own baptism. More on that in a moment. It seems like, especially lately, we've experienced some incredibly sweet moments baptizing babies here at St. James. Little Grace and Caden and Ara and the Igwe twins and so many other darling, darling little ones, and it always amazes me. I mean, it is amazing that they don't more often cry. <laughs> it seems instead that they are just falling into something strangely familiar, and, and I say that what's happening is in a, in a very real sense they're meeting Jesus in that mysterious moment. And for now, for this moment, I want you to imagine that you are a baby here in this church and you are about to be baptized. And I want you to imagine as a baby how that feels. The baby you might not know exactly what's happening, but you'd notice familiar hands and voices and smells as you're surrounded and, and held by your parents or your godparents. And even though there are also people that you don't know, they seem friendly and you feel safe. The sound of pouring water, like bath time. The rumble of voices and the organ and a big wall of sound, strange but soothing. And then, whoa, all of a sudden, you're on your back and warm water is pouring over your head and then pat, pat, pat dry with a scratchy white cloth and necks right side up again smearing, a smearing feeling on your forehead and the good smell of trees. The glow of a flame, close and bright, you stare entranced. And then a rush of faces smiling at you and it's finished. Finally, a bottle, a lap, a nap. And incredibly, as we've seen, babies often laugh and smile in this moment of baptism. And even though they don't know what's happening or won't remember the experience, all the same, something somatic is happening and they're meeting Christ and being marked as Christ's own forever. For me, age 23, living in Korea, baptized by Lutheran missionaries, Sure, I'd been instructed in what was going to happen and they taught me the small catechism. So I had a general idea that day and yet my memories 
of my baptism are much like the ones that, that we were imagining as babies. Simple things, the warmth of the water, the smear of the oil, the flicker of the flame, and then this widening golden light and feeling, dazed and new and ready for a nap. <laughs> the work of the Holy Spirit, it's a powerful mystery. Take the people that Paul meets in today's passage from Acts. He asks them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? No, they replied. We haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. John told them, but they, they, it didn't register. They have no idea. John had baptized them, preparing them to believe, preparing them for their lives to change, preparing them for Jesus. And after what Paul says, they lose no time and were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. The Holy Spirit came upon them. The power and the mystery of God came upon them. Like in the very first words you heard Ed read this morning from Genesis of God coming upon. God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God, the Holy Spirit, swept over the face of the waters. And then God said, let there be light and there was light and god saw that the light was good the holy spirit comes again as jesus rises up out of the water of baptism the river jordan and we hear about it in the gospel of mark this morning what you heard me read and listen to these powerful words again and just as Jesus is coming up out of the water, he sees the heavens torn apart and the Holy Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice comes from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Jesus' baptism is a new Genesis, a new beginning. Genesis all over again, both times water, both times the Holy Spirit, both times the voice of God, the breath of God. And in this moment of baptism, Jesus is the new light coming into the world, and he is good. A new beginning for the world that God made and loves so dearly. So that's what happens to Jesus in baptism. What happens to us? We've, we've thought about the, the, the senses, the feeling of it. How are we a part of this story? Well, in baptism, God is making us a new creation too. Through water and the Holy Spirit, God is welcoming us, drawing us into who we've always been. God's own. And this drawing into God happens to us, most of us, as babies. 
and your parents probably saved your baptismal certificate somewhere to prove it. And if you were baptized here at St. James, all the details are written in a book that we keep in the safe upstairs. It's nice that there's a record of it somewhere, but how can we hold on to it in a deep way? This knowledge of who we are. Well, remember at the beginning, I said that, that we'd say again today the words that we promised or that others promised for us when we were baptized. Every time we say these words, we can feel it again, this knowledge that God has recreated us. So right now, if you don't mind, have a peek at your bulletin because the words of the, the, the baptism are there. The first section, straight out of the Apostles' Creed, like the Nicene Creed that we say together every week, there are a lot of we believes and then look at the next part when the covenant moves from the we believes to instructions on how to live. Continue in the apostles' teachings and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in the prayers. That's what we do at St. James when we gather and pray and share communion together. Persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord. I love this one because it acknowledges that we will, we will stumble, we will make mistakes, and it reminds us that we'll struggle, but at the same time that when we ask for forgiveness, we begin again. Proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ. In other words, act like Jesus so people want to know more about this God. Seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself. In other words, love everybody, no exceptions. And finally, strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being. And those words, respecting the dignity of every human being, that's the St. James Church motto. So, if you love everybody, you have to care what happens to them, and that means doing all in your power to make sure that they are well. So every one of these instructions we answer with, I will with God's help. We aren't on our own trying to follow these instructions. We do this with God. This is how we live. Our baptism makes us people so connected and committed to others near and far, locally, globally, that their well-being is our well-being and their pain is our pain. So we strive for others to be well. It's our central purpose. So when we repeat these words in a few minutes, try, try to open your heart and mind again to what you're saying and offer yourself to God all over again. Say to God, help me remember that I am your very own and help me love you and heal this hurting world. That's what we promise. One more thing about baptism. I've been 
bragging a little that the babies don't cry here, right? But sometimes they do. We've just had a lucky streak lately. But many times baptisms are gentle and beautiful and sweet. And, and yet, in the passage from Mark today, those words again, just as Jesus is coming up out of the water, he sees the heavens, doesn't see the heavens drift gently open and a dove waft down. It says, <laughs> he sees the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. If you look at ancient art, so often this dove from heaven is dive bombing him. <laughs> and I like that image too. I like that idea that the Holy Spirit is coming to get us, you know? And maybe this dove-like spirit is just what we need in this world to spur us into action and, and, and Bible scholars are quick to point out that the first order of business of this dove-like creature, this Holy Spirit, is to drive Jesus out of the wilderness for 40 days of testing. So we know that this isn't the most gentle of doves because <laughs> instead this is rupture. It's, it's heavens breaking open so that God can reach us in our lives in a new way through Jesus. And, and I think that's so important for us to remember. This is a moment in baptism where our world is shaken to the core. This powerful rupture in the way things are into how we can be as we become baptized by the Holy Spirit, made new, calling us, calling us to get right to work too. So this morning, Father John and I are going to, here's a very Episcopal word, we're going to asperge you. In other words, we're gonna sprinkle holy water on you this morning, and when you feel the holy water on you, feel again how this once happened to you in baptism. Remember that feeling, and if you've yet to be baptized, please come and see us because we cannot wait to baptize you. Amen.